Hi, I'm Patrick John Fluger, and you're listening to Meet Us at Molly's. going to be all sunshine and roses, but I can promise it's going to be a hell of a ride. Hey, Shy Hearts. Welcome to episode 178 of Meet Us at Molly's. It's a hiatus week. Womp, womp. But we're still here. I mean, and it's our last one before we go on like real hiatus. It is our last hiatus before real hiatus, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real hiatus, of course, being postseason finale, which like, I don't even, I don't want to think about it. We just got them back. I know. It's, yeah. Yeah. No, I, we just got them back. Also, can we talk about like the behind the scenes photo game lately? Like this week has been insane. Uh, yeah. It's insane. so much content. It's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, so I don't think we have any sort of pictures from like the fire or med season finales, but there we've seen one from the PD season finale and it looks like I don't like even know which one you're talking about. Wait, there's one from the PD finale? Okay, so it's like a bird's eye view photo. This got posted on Thursday night, I think. Bird's eye view photo. And it looks like it's Patty walking across the street with like a backpack or something. It looks like it's Patty, but it's so, it's such a bird's eye view photo that it could easily be Jesse. And it's from the finale? So as far as I know, I don't even fire's not even on their finale yet. It's it's crazy. Yeah, well, fire's wrapping a week later. Remember, right? Because I was gonna say last night, last night being Wednesday night, they were at Molly's, and I was reading tweets, and there was a bunch of you know, stop pictures and stuff from that, and apparently people were saying like the crew was saying, oh no, this is the second to last episode. So yeah, so I don't know who's been taking pictures on set or who's been like creeping at filming, but like A plus 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 job this week. And there's that guy, I think it's a guy, on Instagram who takes all the like quality, like actual real camera shots. It's mm-hmm. like must be hearts, I think. There's some underscores in there. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Okay. And there's yeah. been some like really good shots. And I think it's mostly fire, because fire is the one that's typically on location. Yeah. yeah, so if you, if you if you miss the news, um, we have wrap dates for all three shows. Um, Med will wrap for the season on May 6th. Fire will wrap for the season on... No, I'm sorry. Med will wrap May 6th. PD will wrap May 7th. Fire will wrap May 14th. I'm just curious, and we kind of were texting about this a little bit. Do you think they'll go back normal time, like in July at some point? I hope so. I mean, I hope so for the sake of our sanity and like the normal schedule um, and for things to start to get back to normal. But for the five, for like the cast and crew sake, I hope they get maybe just like a little bit more time off because they deserve it. But I would think they'd go back to normal. I mean, we're starting to hear that, you know, cast and crew are getting vaccinated and things like that. So, I mean, I would hope it would be July, like July or August, just for like a normal start time, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. So. We have a little bit of news before we jump into today's episode. Um, by the way, if you missed that, we're covering our top 10 One Chicago Bro TPs. We didn't even talk about it, but yeah, we are covering that. Yeah, so this will be a fun one. But um, the only bit of news we've got is we've got some episode descriptions for episodes 14. So not what's airing next week, but what's airing the week after. Uh, okay, so Chicago Med Season 6, Episode 14 is called A Red Pill, A Blue Pill. Third-year med students begin their rotation in the ED, and Maggie keeps a careful eye on one of them. 
Natalie, whose mom's health takes another decline, tries to cover up how she broke the rules to treat her. Natalie. Natalie, Natalie, Natalie. What are we going to do with you? Natalie. Child. Like. Yeah. Where does this rank on the scale of things that Natalie's done? Honestly, if this storyline is going to keep going for a couple episodes, this may be number one. Just for the length of time it's covering. Because, like, I want to still say her, you know, kidnapping the kid and, like, locking herself in the room with him. That's still, like, pretty bad. But this is not great either. And I think just the fact that this is going to carry for a couple of episodes, I think the impact's going to be a little stronger. And I think this is ultimately going to take that number one spot. And it's not just going to impact her. It's going to implicate Will and Crockett. And, I mean, and just her mom in general. Like, I mean, her mom's health is clearly taking another decline. So, like, it could not be, you know, she could have actually hurt her mom. Yeah. So, like, you know, I don't know. But. Oh, it's bad. Yeah. It's It's not good. Yeah. 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 Take us through fire. Okay. So, fire 914 is called What Comes Next. And it says, a fire breaks out at a pet food factory, and Casey and Severide help the owner, Pete, get to the bottom of it. The annual garage sale takes place at 51, and everyone is on edge. The annual garage sale? I know. I'm already, like, we only know one sentence, and I'm already obsessed with this storyline. What on earth does 51 have to, like, put out at a garage sale? I don't know. And why are they on edge? (laughs) Just, that has disaster written all over for it, and I, I I can't wait. Yeah, I'm so here for it. Yeah, that's gonna uh, be good. Also, Casey and Severide playing detective yet again. <laughs> yes, please. I just, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Sounds great. Sounds great. Um, what sounds not so great and a little bit stressful is the PD description. Uh, PD814 is called SAFE. After a series of brutal home invasion robberies, Upton immerses herself in the case and finds herself caught between Voight and Halstead. That's like the worst place to be caught. Jesus. Why? This sounds so brutal. So brutal, right? That It, it means that Voight is going to be like, yeah, like lean into the darkness, like let it fuel you, do the thing. And Jay is just going to be like, oh, no. Jay's gonna be like, let's get justice. And Voight's like, yeah, let's. And Our like, way. Yeah. That we sounds very that stressful. Sounds- oh my God. Yeah. I'm already dreading that hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, and, and like, that, that's like how we have some friends who will rewatch um, 709 and 710, like willingly. That's the mid season finale when Jay is shot. I can't do it. I can't. Nope, 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 nope. No. Nope. nope. Yeah, it, it's stressful, and it like I don't like seeing Jay hurt. Yeah, this just sounds. Yeah, it's like when Avengers Endgame comes on TV. I'm like, no, that that movie makes me very sad. I'm not gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah, I the, the feelings. It's just there's a lot of feelings. <laughs> oh man, that's about all the news we've got. As always, you guys know the deal. Just send it to us um, if you see it. You guys are very, very helpful. We love that. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, we've got one patron shout out today. We've got a new one. Hi, Lizzie. Welcome to the patron group. Hi, Lizzie. Uh, yes, we're so glad you're here. So 
Um, if you would like to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month, please head to the link in our socials that will take you to our Patreon page. You can take a look at all the perks and decide which tier is right for you. Got awesome stuff there. We've got bonus episodes, uh, discount to the merch store. What else do we have? Um, I'm blanking. We've uh, got cool Facebook stuff. Group? The Facebook group, which is popping. So lots of cool stuff. Definitely check out the link in our socials. But yes, that is our patron shout out for the week. And without further ado, I think it's time to move into the episode, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So we've got our top 10 list, our top 10 bro TPs. You have typed yours in the outline. I have not typed mine in the outline. Have you ranked yours in, early, in order? Heck yeah. Ooh, okay. Let me, let me say this. I, when, when we had the idea to be like, let's do top 10 brew TPs, I literally was able to put this, I put my list down in about a minute, but I didn't rank them. That's okay. Um, these are just my, I think they're just my brew TPs, like in, just in general. So um, let's flip flop and just Brenna start us off. Okay. I'm going 10 to one. Okay. Just yeah, and then I have some honorable mentions, but I'll do that at the end. Okay. Going 10 to 1. Okay, so at number 10, I have Will and April. Ooh, okay. I really, I flip-flopped a lot. I didn't know if I wanted to put Will and Maggie or Will and April. And ultimately, I think recency bias kind of won out a little bit, and I went with Will and April because I feel like that's more current in my brain because we've gotten a lot more of that recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I adore this friendship. I think, um, they've both been able to be there for each other in certain ways and will, especially this season has encouraged April a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just, I love when they work together. I just, I think they're a really fun friendship. That's good. That's good. And it is funny that you went with Will and April because I went with Will and Maggie. I, like I said, I flip-flop, and I think recency bias just won out a little bit, but I do love Will and Maggie, too. The thing that I love about Will and Maggie is that Maggie makes Will better. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, and that's not to say that April doesn't make Will better. I think, I, I look at April and Will more as, like, peers. Like, they're kind of, I don't know, they're, April... Mm, April doesn't do as much crazy illegal shit that Will does, but she completely understands why. Yeah. But I think, for, go ahead, sorry. No, no, I, well, I was gonna say, but when, when Will is with Maggie, Maggie is so good at what she does that it makes Will raise his game. I think for me too, part of the reason I think I ultimately went with Will and April is because to me at least, it seems we've gotten far fewer will and maggie scenes but yes but they've been impactful but like will and april it seems has been like a constant consistent friendship like i don't think we've really had any will and maggie at all this season i don't think i can't i'm trying to remember if there is a scene i don't really remember it but like we've gotten a ton of will and april and i think that may just be storyline too but like still yeah so so it's really a matter of like quantity versus quality I mean, yeah, and like again, I you know, it's each one's own. But I did go back and forth. I was like, do I want Will and Maggie or do I want Will and April? And I ultimately went with Will and April. But no, it's a solid choice. And I mean, you see the seeds planted for those two even as early as the med backdoor pilot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Being the OGs, the only well, not the only. With there's also Doctor Charles too. Yeah, yeah, who is high as a kite. Yeah. Um. 
yeah so that that's good yeah i just i don't know i maggie makes him raise his game maggie makes him like pull his pull it together because maggie is on such a high level that she's like well i have no time for your bullshit like let's go and will's just like okay yes ma'am so yeah, that's a good point yeah that's that's so the, i guess i guess that's my number 10 not that i ranked mine but um yeah okay. so, so my number nine, I have Dr. Charles in Goodwin because I they are to me the true med bro TP. Like if I had to pick a bro TP of all the med ones, and I guess I did because they're my last one from med on my list, but <laughs> they are like the top of the top bro TP. I just love they're always there when anyone when either one of them needs, you know, to hear what the other has to say, you know, be there for a sounding board. I just I love their friendship. Like they're just so they're like true BFFs and I love it. They really are. They really are. Yeah. Uh, I just love their dynamic and, and it's, it's fun to watch them on screen because he paid that and Oliver Platt are just two acting legends. Yeah. So, I mean, I imagine watching their scenes is just like a masterclass in acting. And I would love to go back to, again, I think that's been played up a little bit more in the last couple of seasons but I'd love to go back and watch like some season one episodes and see if it was on display as much because I don't think it was I, I think like that's, that's something, something they leaned into in the recent yeah, seasons I was gonna say I feel like maybe I'm just making this up but because I imagine Opatha and um Oliver being good friends that like they leaned into that I don't know but yeah, I just, I love, they're like true BFFs to me and I love them. Uh, again, not that I'm going in order, but they're on my list too. So they can be my number nine. That's fine. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a great pairing and they both level with each other. And I like how, I like how Dr. Charles can call Goodwin on her bullshit and Goodwin knows that. And so like, she doesn't take it personally or anything. She's just like, thanks, Daniel. Like I needed that. Yeah, and I think vice versa, too, because yeah. as Dr. Charles has been going through all this stuff with, like, his um, custody battle and um, Anna, and I think, you know, he's obviously gone to Goodwin a lot for advice and to be a sounding board, and I, you know, so I think it works both ways, too. It does, yeah, it definitely does, so, and she's also the only one who can call him Daniel. I don't even like calling him Daniel. It feels weird. I know, it feels weird. It's Dr. Charles. It's Dr. Charles, like, forever. Right, and yeah, Dr. Charles, always. Always, 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 so... Uh, who do you have at number eight? I have uh, Kid and Brett at number eight. Ooh, okay. Um, I thought about throwing Emily Foster in there too because that was such a strong trio for a while. But ultimately, I decided to leave her off because she's not around anymore. And it just, it felt like it was too short in, you know, while it was good, it was too short. But I just, I don't know. They were the first like girl duo that came to my mind. And honestly, I think Violet could easily be thrown into there in my top. If once we've given Violet enough time to like truly see mm -hmm. so far so good, but like, it just hasn't been enough time yet. Um, I don't know. I just love how they're always there again to be each other sounding boards. Um, always a lot of fun, a lot of, you know, good heart to heart. I just, I don't know. I love them. They were like one of the first ones that came to my mind. It's interesting that you went Stella and Brett over Gabby and Brett. I think it's honestly, and I'm not bashing Gabby, of course. I'm just not as big of a Gabby fan. Okay. And so that one just doesn't personally resonate to me as much. Mm-hmm. 
Right, right. No, Stella and Britt are great. Like they're, they're, yeah. That whole, that whole girl squad on the Ambo is just fantastic. No matter who you throw in there, it's always nice and always great to see. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoy that. That's good. That's good. So um, if I have to choose a number eight on my list, I'm going to go with Rhodes and Latham. That's a good one. I didn't think about it until I saw a listener put it on their list and I was like, oh yeah, it's a good one. Okay, like if you look back at Connor's legacy as a whole, I mean, the overall consensus is that he's kind of an asshole, right? Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Latham taught him a lot. Latham, Latham humbled him, mm-hmm. um, which I really liked. And but they, they forged an, an, a, a completely genuine friendship. Yeah, well, I think not only did Latham humble uh Connor I think Connor had a big impact on Latham as well because Connor's I think the only one of the only people that really saw Latham for you know who he was and whatever and saw past all of his um you know everything that he was and you know he I think Connor really saw the true Latham and I you know I love that yeah yeah and uh, I would like to think that Latham got to know the true Connor but really does it did anybody really know the true Connor I think if anyone did, it was close to, or close to be, it was Latham. It was close to being Latham. Yeah. So yeah, um, I think that mis- mystery question will lie with Colin Donnell. If we ever get to have him on the podcast, I would love to ask him. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, make sure you catch his Hallmark movie coming out on Brenda's birthday on June 20th. <laughs> Cannot wait. <laughs> Cannot wait. It's going to be the best bonus episode ever. I know. Yes. On this podcast, we love and protect Colin Donnell. Yeah. Yes yeah 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 so um who do you have at seven i have none other than atwater and burgess oh yes i know they're probably on your list somewhere of but, course they are um i just i mean gotta love these two the dynamic duo from the very beginning um i love how they can kind of they're really goofy with each other and you know i love how he calls her burgess always even in real life that Lori's calls marina that um I just, they're goofy with each other. They're also very real with each other and have been there for each other through some like real shit. Um, You know, Kevin with his siblings and, you know, Marina with everything, or not Marina, Jesus, Kim (laughs) with everything she's been through. And, you know, they're always there, but they're also always there to be honest with each other, even if it hurts. Yeah. And even if it's, or even if it's uncomfortable, um, like I think about even most recently, um, the scene when Kim's talking about whether or not she's going to adopt Michaela and Atwater lays it out and points out, you know, that Kim would be adopting or fostering a, you know, black child and like that whole conversation. Um, but they're always there to be honest with each other and be there for each other. And I just, I love this friendship. Same. And, and those two are great because it's like, it, they're, they're almost each other's rocks. Like no matter how much bullshit happens on the job, they've always got each other. Mm-hmm. Like they always. Will always have each other. And even if Ruzik wants to go and do some dumb shit with Burgess that he won't, because we all know Ruzik is head over heels in love with her, but head over heels no matter what happens to her within the unit he is there and vice versa yeah my uh one of my favorite most underrated bird burge water sorry i was like what pairing are we talking about uh burge water moments there's a moment in like one of the later seasons it's not eight but it might be like five or six or seven but 
they're in a shootout and like Burgess has the shot, but she misses it and Atwater gets it. And then like, they're just kind of watching and he's just like, are you okay? He's like, you're good. Just breathe, just breathe. Like totally underrated moment. But those two are such, it's such a solid, solid friendship with those two. Yeah. And you know, it's going to be there forever. Like they're always going to be that solid. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I do love that that episode in season one. What is it? Uh, Thirty balloons when the, when the car gets the dent, um, and they have to like fix it together, and then the brick falls on the car, and it's so yeah. funny. And even when too, like when she wasn't an intelligence, but he was, like it still was a solid duo mm-hmm. and yeah. a solid friendship. So. Yeah, and she supported him like unconditionally. Even though I mean, she was bummed she didn't get in, in intelligence, but like she she took that hit for like a moment, and then she was like Kevin, like that's freaking awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those two are such a solid friendship. I love it. Love it, love it. So um, I guess they're my number seven too because they're your number seven and they were definitely on my list. So uh, go ahead and hit us with your number six. Okay, I have Shay and Severed as my number six. Okay. Um, I mean, I feel like I could write a novel about why these two are amazing. Um, But I just, I mean- as much as I love Stella and Severide, because of course I do, like Shay, I think to me is like Severide's soulmate. And it's like, I think it, it, we only got two seasons of it. Um, but it like what we got in those two seasons of this friendship is just, wow. I mean, it's just, it's so good. I agree. I agree. And I feel like, I feel like we were robbed of, Shay, we were robbed of those two in a couple of different ways because like, in the later seasons now, like, I think we know now just how valuable it was to Severide to have a, just a, a straight up friend, like no romantic interest, no nothing, just a straight up friend who could give it to him straight and be like, you're being crazy, cut the bullshit. Casey can do that, but only to a certain degree. Yeah. But Shay would get away with that. And so I don't think it, it's one of those things where like, you don't know what you have until it's gone. And I feel like that's what it was with Shaveride. Yeah, and I feel like, unfortunately, because we only got two seasons, like, we've unfortunately missed out on so many fun moments. Like, it would have been so great to see Shay, like, pick on Severide for, like, all the stuff he's done with Stella and be like, dude, like, you fucked up. Like, and not obviously just once, but multiple times. Yeah. You fucked up. Like, go fix this because she's the best thing that's ever happened to you. Like, I just feel like that would have been Shay. And I, you know, I'm so bummed that we don't get to see that, Um, you know same same I think and and I mean I'm sure we've talked about this before I think she would absolutely love Stella oh yeah oh a hundred percent a hundred percent like I I could just see the three of them at Severide's apartment like talking about something or like I I could see Shay and Stella talking about something and then realizing very quickly that they agree and then just being like oh we're friends oh yeah a hundred that just happened and Kelly's just like shit I'm in trouble um because I don't think we've ever done like Stella's first episode. Have we ever talked about the fact? Do you think Shay knows like how Stella and Severide met, or did that like originally met, or did that happen after Shay passed? I, you know what, Shay might have been, Shay might have still been alive. It's a matter of math, really. And um, if that, okay, point being, if it, if Shay was still alive, do you think she knew about it? Oh, yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think Kelly probably hid it from her and she found out anyway. And she was like, really? That's, you broke into her, really? Yeah, you broke into a married woman's home? Yeah. Like, she this is this is low for you, Kelly. 
Yeah, she would have given him such crap for that. What season did Match and Trudy get married? Do you remember? Four. And didn't I, I want to say yeah four four. I want to say that it was like when when Stella mentions it, it was like maybe five years before that. Was it that long? I'd have to go back and watch that scene. I I think there's a good chance that Shay was still alive when that happened. Probably. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So yeah. she knew, and she probably thought Kelly was an idiot. Also, just if we're talking about Shane Severide, I mean, the contract episode, like, that mm. will just forever be, like, if I need to cry, a good cry, no. just put that one on. And, and Kelly with, like, the tears, and he's just like, yes, always. Mm. And heart. I think, too, like, the fact that he still continues to carry her. I mean, for a while, we had went, we went a while without any Shay mentions, but recently we've had quite a few, even earlier this season, when he, like, went and rescued the door which is like such a silly thing like okay yeah the ambulance was in a crash and he goes to rescue the door off of it but like it meant that much and like a way to remember his best friend and I just you know it's so beautiful it it, yeah no it really is and and that was really nice too Uh, that was just such a nice move on the on the writer's part just to be like listen we we know some of you have been with us from the beginning thank you and just to remember Shay like that that was great yeah but you couldn't save Sharky whatever I've got my Sharky right here, though, so that's all that matters. Yay. Yay. So um, I'm deleting names off my list as we cover them. If you couldn't tell, I had Shaberite on my list as well. Um, okay, so next up, you know who I'm going to pick is I'm going to go with a PD, Bro TP. This might be a little bit of a, a, a an odd one. I had Hank and Trudy on my list. Oh, that's a good one. Hank and Trudy. That's a good um, one. Here is what I like about them is that those two are peers. Okay, we always see Hank in a leadership role where he is calling the shots, he's deploying the troops, whatever. Trudy and Hank are on the same level. And it's evidenced simply by them calling each other Hank and Trudy. Mm-hmm. That It's that simple. And they both have such a strong mutual respect for each other. Um, and they can level with each other, both of them. You know, Trudy can tell Hank like, hey, you're going too far. And then Hank can tell Trudy the same thing as we saw in the episode when Trudy's dad died. Um, We saw a very compassionate side. We see the compassionate side of Boyd actually a lot more with Trudy than we do in any other circumstance. Yeah. So um, there's the episode when her dad dies. There's also the episode when I don't, all I remember is that Trudy had the remains of some girl that had died at some crime scene and Trudy was like super determined to make sure that this girl's remains were disposed of according to her wishes. And uh, she wanted her ashes to be spread in Lake Michigan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember And Hank was like, I'm coming with you. Like, I'm I'm coming with you. Just to be a friend, just to be there. Um, And that's a side of Hank we never see, never. Yeah. So- Hank and Trudy. Yep. That's such a good one too. And like, they've known each other for so long and it's just like a, such a storied friendship, you know? Yeah. Something I, we, it's not PD style, so we will literally never see it. But if there is anyone out there who wants to write this fanfic, please do. I will gladly read it. I would love to know about like the beginnings of Hank and Trudy and like how they met. Like I, if they were ever going to do like that kind of like flashback, like, begin style episode i would love to see that oh my goodness oh my goodness i would love that 
it's not PD style, so it will literally never happen. But like, well, I, we got a question like years ago. It, maybe it wasn't even years ago. Maybe it was like months ago. But somebody asked, like, do you think that Hank and Trudy ever dated at the academy? And I was like, first off, I love this question. Love, love, love. Second, I doubt it. I yeah, think. I mean, I love the question. I don't think so at all. No. Uh, I think that there would be a lot, there's, there's a lot of factors that like we would need to know. Okay. So I think the first question is, what do you think young Voight was like? Was young Voight a player like Severide? Cause then I could see them, like, I could see him putting the moves on her and her being like, back the fuck up. When but did I, he meet his wife? We never met her. We never met his wife. No. We don't, well, well we don't know when he met her. He, yeah. What part of his life? But I, I would like to imagine that uh, assuming that Hank did not meet Camille until even if he was say like. 25 26 like closer to my age mm-hmm. i'd like to imagine that before that he was it was the same way he was totally a player and then it was like oh he met that one person that changed him and he was like oh that's it yeah. like you know she's it for me I, I for some reason i get the vibe that voight and camille were high school sweethearts i have nothing concrete to go off of with that it's just i just kind of get that i, I kind of get that feeling too that's why i asked mm-hmm. but if they weren't high school sweethearts and they met a little later i like to imagine that hank was the player until he met her and then he was like oh nope sorry that's it she's it for me <laughs> so if young hank was a player i could see him flirting with young trudy and young trudy being like he back the fuck no. up yeah yeah but it depends on young hank it's like yeah no but we could be friends yeah like that's cute hell no now i'm gonna go kick your ass in this drill right and then we can go get a beer after yeah 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 so yeah i like theorizing about that what do you guys think young hank was like tell Let us, us no email yeah. us yeah yeah that'd be fun that's a good question for jason if we ever get to talk to him if we ever get to talk to him um okay so that was your number five i mean sure yeah uh yeah i don't know if the numbers line up for you but um so my number five because i know where i am on my list Mm -hmm. my number five is i have Bowden and herman oh that's so good i i thought about it for a while and i was like do i want to throw match in there like what friendship of that like realm do I want to throw in there but I ultimately decided on Bert Bowden and Herman only because I think while Mouch is like a good friend of both of theirs of course I think it's on a deeper level with these two I mean we've seen them be there for each other in some of their like worst moments mm-hmm. um like one of the first moments that comes to my mind is obviously when Terrence was born and they weren't sure if he was gonna live or you know not and who else was there at the hospital with Bowden and Donna, Cindy and Herman. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just, I just, their friendship is deeper. And I know they've been friends for a really long time and it's just on a deeper level. And even like when they have scenes and it's like Bowden, Herman and Mouch, like Mouch will usually leave and then like Bowden and Herman talk. And it's just, you know, they're like, they're just BFFs and I love them. I love that. I guess it's not really a trope, but like that, that friend who can always get through to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when it, when Herman is that to Bowden, like the whole like chief lieutenant thing, it just kind of goes away. Yeah. Yeah. Like they can be chief and lieutenant or, you know, chief, even when Herman was just still a firefighter, but like, yeah, you said like they had their moments where they're friends beyond that. And it just, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you remember right after Terrence was born and like 
Bowden was at Herman's house, like freaking out. And Herman was just like, don't even worry. And like Herman like handed him the car keys or something to abuse himself. And he was like, he'll be fine. Yeah. It, I love it. I love them. Yeah. So that's such a good pick. That is such a good pick. Um, okay. So number four on my list, which like, I guess isn't even really my number four. Um, Gallo and Ritter, man. They're not my number four. Oh, cool. Um, I mean, how, how do you not like, it's honestly crazy to me that it's been basically like two seasons. We'll give it because season nine is almost over. So like two seasons and like a very recent friendship and it's already made its way into my top four, (laughs) but they're so good. They are so good. And every week when you're just like, they can't get better, they get better. Oh my God. The most recent one, when they're telling the story about Mouch, it's just like, they're so good they're so cute I would say like yes they're really fun and they're great I'm waiting for an emotional moment though like yeah. I'm waiting for like we've seen like funny sides and like we've seen obviously Gallo like talk to Ritter about Violet and same like vice versa like Ritter's talked to him about Eric you know like we've seen like that I guess like deep but like we still haven't seen like the deep moment yet because they're still they're still just like the comedic like fun millennials so I would love to see like a deep moment being like, it's probably not gonna happen this season, but like next season, I'll have to add that to my season 10 wish list. <laughs> but I would love to see like a deep moment between them. We did see like what like probably like the the very like very, very beginning of these two being besties is um when the whole secret about Gallo's family being killed in the fire yeah. happened. And Ritter was like, listen, I've learned that these people are really accepting. So like just yeah. tell them and they'll accept it. Um but those two are just, and every week that you're just like, they're not going to get any better. They get so much better. They're so they really do, funny. Though. They really do. They're so, so good. And then like, we also know, we know that the serious moments can't happen. We've seen Ritter. Ritter just had that awesome save earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Gala with the gas station, that was the season two, wasn't it? When he got in trouble with Casey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Jesus. That was the season. Time is such a mind fuck this year. It really is, though. Not just this year. Time has just been a mind fuck for the past year and a half. Yeah. But Jesus, yeah. that was the season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which, like, okay, yeah. He got in trouble with his dad, and his dad sent him home, but that was still a really good save. <laughs> I mean, gotta give credit where credit's due, right? Yeah. Um, dad, but yeah. You said they were your number four? They're my number four. Yeah. So should I move on to my number three? Sure. Okay. Um, and I'm really not doing this in any particular order. I'm just like, oh, these are the people that are left. Okay. Um, number three, Ruse Water. Okay. They're not my number three, but they are in my top three. So. Ruse Water. Precious, precious babies. I love them. I just, I love them. I, love I, them. I, I feel like I should have more to say, but I love them. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're just like, they're, they're just like the other ones in that, like they're each other's rocks. They can have the hard conversations. Like they're good. Um, although I still wonder if they're okay after that one episode, what was it? Like eight or nine something. I don't know. When they had that fight when, you know, with with the cop and they were escorting the cop. Yeah. I'm double checking to see which episode that was, but yeah. Like. I know that they're probably okay, but like, are they okay? Okay. Or are they just kind of okay? You know what I'm getting at? Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'm seeing which episode it was. 
This doesn't tell me which episode it was. Uh, anyway, whatever. Yeah, recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And they always have the tough conversations, like in multiple, multiple occasions. Like um, right after Al died, when, you know, Ruzik was like, Kevin, like, what the hell were you doing? Like, I can't lose another friend. Um, and then there was the episode, it might even be the same one, but uh, Kevin was just like, you know, black men don't like to get on their knees for white cops. And like, he had that hard conversation with Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, they, they validate each other's viewpoints. They listen to each other. They hear each other out. It's just a, it's a very good, healthy, honest friendship. Yeah. And I love too how quickly be- they became friends too, because like one of my favorite moments, honestly, is when after uh, Ruzik and Burgess get engaged and Ruse is like, well, because they're talking about the bachelor party, and Ruse is like, well, you need a best man, and Atwater's like, really, bro, I'd be honored, and I just, I love that moment, like, which I'm, I'm still bitter we never got to see it through, but like, cool. That's for season whatever now, but it'll happen. It'll happen if it. But wait, it needs to. So which is he? This is a great question, off topic, but great question. <laughs> Whose side does Atwater stand on, Ruzik's? Or Burgess's? Oh. <laughs> I think he doesn't want to take sides, but. Right? Ooh. Ooh, this is a hard question. Okay. Well, because, like, I'm looking at this as Gina, and I know what side I take, even though I don't want to take sides. But, oh, man. Okay. I think I'm Team Ruzik on this one, because I'm just like, dude, Adam, like, you freaking love her. You have shown her that you've changed as a person. Like you've grown. Everybody has seen it. She has too. She's just in denial. That's Gina's take on it. If I'm Kevin though, I mean, Burgess is my girl. I have a great compromise. Go ahead. A great compromise. Kevin walks Burgess down the aisle and then goes to stand next to Ruzik. Bam, oh, you're talking happy. at the wedding. Yes. What do you think? I, was I thought you about. were just meaning like, you know how Burgess is always like no. bickering and stuff. No, I was talking about the wedding when they get married. Oh, oh, he totally walks her down the aisle and then he's Ruzik's best man. 100%. Because right. then N- Nicole is the maid of honor. If Nicole's still around. Is Nicole still around? I guess. Yeah, she's she still around. We just never hear about her. She didn't try to turn her life around on PD. She's good. (laughs) She's good. Yeah. So I was talking about at their wedding when they get married. Oh, yeah. No, he totally walks her down the aisle and then is Ruzik's best man. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, Yeah. That's, 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 or he officiates the wedding. He gets like, he gets, (laughs) oh, yeah. No, Platt officiates the wedding. Never mind. Platt officiates the wedding. Yeah. 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 No, I thought you meant like in general with like Burzik and the issues that they've been having. No, I was talking about at their wedding when they're all like happy again. Somebody write that fic. <laughs> Please. Please. We Since really need to do another fanfic episode like this summer. I know. Do we do we have any listeners we can like commission for fanfics? <laughs> like Seriously, can we just though. be like, hey you, can you write this fanfiction for us? Thanks. <laughs> Seriously though. I know, I know, I know. I so. apparently only know how to write sad depressing ones so oh man oh man okay so who was number three on your list if it wasn't Burzik or not Burzik Ruzewater whichever one whichever Um, man it's been a week I mean Cruz and Otis 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 like I mean best friend magic duh they're my number two they are on my list at number two 
Yeah, I mean, just best friend magic. <laughs> Those two had so much fun together. They were ride or dies for each other from the very beginning. Oh, 100%. The best 100%. roommates, the best friends. I mean, they honestly were more like brothers. Like, they weren't, you know, it wasn't just best friends. They were actual brothers. And I, I feel like Otis, if he were still here, would be 100% trying to coordinate the baby shower with Chloe and be like, I will help you set up everything. Oh, 100%. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. 100%. Mm-hmm. He'd yeah. be super happy. And his his baby gift would be like something nerdy. It would be like a Doctor Who onesie or something. Uh, duh. And you know that he would be the godfather and yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he's going to be godmother then. Oh, mm-hmm. if Mackie were still here, that would be a good choice. If only. Because we talked about this, I think. We decided that I guess Severide is now the godfather. But yeah, I think back then we said Mackie, but that's not happening now so i think severide's the easy choice for godfather a hundred percent yeah 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 crotus was definitely my number two also they're so sweet remember at con in 2018 we took that super cute picture with them oh i love them i know and now otis is gone brother i will be with you always why you gotta go there oh man i know oh man (laughs) sad um i think we have the same number one if we don't, I'm going to be mad at you. Should we just, like, say it together? Are we saying the combined name or the two characters' names? Let's say the combined name. Okay. Okay, ready? One, three, two, two one. Savizi! Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I'm going to be mad at you if you don't have them on your list at all. No, they're, how are they not? They're the OG bromance. How are they not number I, one? I know, that's what I'm saying. I would be mad at you. No, no, they're those two are the OG. OG. They're the best. I, I, I really don't even have words. I mean, I just love them. Like, truly love them. They are, yeah. Yeah. I just love them. They're two peas in a pod. Like, they're just, yeah. And it's kind of crazy to think how far we've come because in the beginning when we first meet them, they're fighting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get why they're fighting, you know. I get it. But, like, they're fighting, And then now we've come like full circle and, you know, they're so there for each other. Like I think about it in last week's episode when Severide's like mad at Casey. He's like, why, why didn't you tell me that you were hurting? Like why? Precious little babies. Oh my God. Those two. Yeah. And, and, and they, yeah, they, and they can like, like all any air of masculinity that goes out the window, they don't have to be like tough guys with each other. They can talk about the tough stuff if they need to. And that's why Kelly was like, you can tell me anything. Like, you freaking know that. What are you doing? Yeah. Well, and even, I mean, we can't talk about Sebasi and not talk about Cigar Chats. Yes. Them truly, like, it may not even get, like, super deep and emotional, but, like, the fact that they are able to, like, tell each other stuff and, like you said, like, break down that masculinity that I think they sometimes feel. Like, Mm -hmm. they go out and smoke cigars and they tell each other their problems, no matter how, like, superficial or deep they get. And I just, I've always loved that. And I think that's, like, why, to me, Sebasi will always be, like, the cream of the crop yeah there there's no toxic masculinity between these two they have that conversation and they're there for each other when they really need it when Shay died Casey was like we're having a cigar chat let's go yeah um they're always like yeah like whenever something bad happens they're like okay I'm throwing up the bat signal let's go like yeah yeah that is their bat signal we got emotions to talk about like let's go yeah absolutely oh my god there's a shirt idea um 
like the bat signal, but it's a cigar. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. No, I mean, they're, yeah, they're perfect. And then what about when Casey becomes a captain and Casey's like, I don't know where I put my tie and Severide's just like, here, have mine. Yeah. Precious. And even like recently too, like the one that sticks out in my mind from this season is when Casey's telling Severide about his feelings for Brett and like all that stuff. And he's like going on and on or whatever. And Severide's just like, oh, sounds to me like you got it bad for Brett. Like... No judgment, nothing. He's just like, all right, you're into her. Go get right, her. Like you told me everything and I'm listening to what you're saying. But at the end of the day, it sounds like you have feelings for her. So like, yeah. okay, cool. Just, so it's just, well, if you look up bromance in the dictionary, like Casey and Severide, boom. Yeah, there is a reason I picked them as my first one, Chicago Funko Pops. You haven't gotten them yet, have you? Not yet. Yeah, I still haven't gotten Burzak. I got to check on that. Um yeah, it's the obligatory Funko chat area of the podcast uh, today. Did you get that TikTok I sent you earlier about the the guy carrying the the Funkos? You texted it to me when I was in an interview, and I have not gotten to watch it yet. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. Um, you didn't hear that. What interview? What interview? I don't Stay know. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, Casey and Severide, I mean, it's the OG bromance from the first moment in like the very very first moments of this entire franchise like yeah yeah Yeah. it's just classic classic do you have any honorable mentions yes i do how many three Ooh. okay go ahead okay my first one kind of goes with what we were just talking about the severed casey i'm throwing bowden in there though as a trio bowden severed casey i love that uh, they've had some great moments, the three of them. Like I think about obviously when they went to New York um, for the 9-11 stuff. I think about their fishing trip too, when they all went fishing. Like I, they've had some great moments. And like, yes, Bowden to them is like a mentor mm-hmm. and like a father figure, but he's also their friend. And we've seen that time and time again in a lot of different moments. And I just, I love that little trio. That's good. That's really good. I love those three. And then, like I, the more I'm hearing these different pairings, I'm like, damn it. Why didn't you think of that, Gina? That's I good. know. There were some that our listeners sent in and I was like, oh, I could add that to my list, but I didn't think of it. And our listeners did. So I'm not going to put it on mine because then I feel like I'd be cheating. But uh, so I can come up. Well, I, I have two. I can come up with a third though. Okay. So my first one, Dawson and Shay. That's a good one. I mean, and it's not honorable mentions and that I'm just like, well, whatever, like I'll just throw them there too. Like, no, if we had more space, more space than 10, I would fit all of these into one list. Because, right. At I some mean, point, like then you're just listing every single one and like ranking them all. Like you've yeah. got to cut the line somewhere. But yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Dawson and Shay are like, they're exactly what you would expect out of, you know, a, a best friendship, right? Like you're always there for each other, always, no matter what. And I don't say always to bring up the Shay Ride memories and make everybody cry, but, you know, they're always there for each other, always. And, you know, they play jokes, they talk, they're besties, you know, all of it. Just super healthy, great friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next one would be Jay and Mouse. Oh, Jay and Mouse. That's another one that I'm kicking myself over not adding. Yeah, I mean, obviously, clearly, they went through a lot <laughs> with each other, you know, mm-hmm. serving together overseas. They went through a lot of trauma. Um, but the way that they were able to be there for each other, you know, in those post years when they first came back, and even once they're both in intelligence, I just, it's a strong friendship. I feel like once you go through that much with somebody, like, you can't not be, you know, that strong. So. I think like my absolute favorite Jay and Mouse moment is after three oh five. I think want to say is the episode when um, 
the guy basically takes mouse hostage because his daughter is missing um and we find out later that mouse took the bullets out of the gun to reduce the charge and mouse and jay are just like having a chat and drinking beers behind the tv and they're just like we saw a lot of worse stuff in kandahar like you know and like mouse takes the bullets out and he's just kind of like messing with them in his hands oh man it's episode 303 i was so close i knew it wasn't 305 because that's when Lindstead gets together <gasps> oh you're so right i think or is it six shit i was closed um, but I, all I can tell you is that the father in that episode was played by, I can't pronounce his name right, but he was on Ray Donovan. That's all I can tell you. Um, but I do love that uh, that moment where he's like playing, he's he's got like the, the shells of the bullet. You know what else is one of my favorite, favorite moments in that episode that is so criminally underrated? When Mouse is in Hank's office and Hank is just like, you know, hey, they, they didn't find any bullets in his gun. This is the smallest detail that I'm obsessed with is that Mouse stands at attention. I freaking love that. I love it. I know nothing about like military protocol, you know, nothing about that. Mm. But the fact that he's standing at attention, like with his hands behind his back, like you just, he's got the respect for Voight that he's showing in that moment just by his body language is just like, like the details. Oh, they're so good. Yeah. I love that. That's a pretty underrated episode. If you ask me. Oh, and it's season three. We've never covered it. I know there's a lot of PD season three that I would love to cover. We have never covered. Plans for hiatus. I know. I've got Mm -hmm. a few on the list. Um, And so who's your second one? Dawson and Severide. Interesting. Precious little arson twins. Interesting. Interesting. They were definitely not where anywhere close. I mean, they're a good friendship, but they were not anywhere close to my top. Okay. So here's what I love about these two is that severide is just like listen you know in these early seasons severide's like okay i don't know if we'd be friends otherwise but you are my best friend's girl like you're my best friend's soulmate he loves you probably gonna marry you all that good stuff so i am going to adopt you now like i'm going to look out for you i'm going to make sure that nothing happens to you because again you are my best friend's girl and that's kind of the case is that like those two just kind of they bonded over their skill levels right and when they knew when they needed each other which was mostly Severide needing Dawson but like it's almost like because they shared Casey as a common bond they like they learned each other's strengths right it's almost like Sam and Bucky (gasps) oh Jesus (laughs) Um, oh Jesus if if Casey is Steve but Casey's not Steve there's no way in hell um only in that like they had a common friend and they were like okay well we have a common friend so now we're friends yeah and so that's 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 the only commonality i will draw i will spare you from any other embarrassment tonight i promise Um, not embarrassment but like that's a whole other level of discussion well no but only in that like hey there we share casey no i understand i understand you i understand your comparison i'm just saying it's a whole other level of discussion I, i i loved the bond between them especially there's um whatever season that Casey's doing the construction work at the strip club and um he no yeah three three it's three yeah um and that 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 finale he like he has to leave to go like find the Russian stripper Katya Katya. Um, he has to leave to find her and then Casey or not Casey Dawson and Severide get in hot water in that call and like um 
I love that call because like even that moment when they're both laying on the ground and the hoses get cut off and Gabby's just like, I'm sorry. Like Severide pulls her close and is like, hey, if we're going down, we're going down together. Like I always felt like the bond between them was pretty special. I haven't watched that finale in so long. Mm-hmm. Oh man. I just really enjoyed the bond between Dawson and Severide. I thought it was I thought it was nice. Oh, we should rank finales in a hiatus episode. Oh, that's such a good idea. We should rank finales. Oh, that's a really good idea. I don't know why that just came to me, but it did. I like that. I like that. Okay, who is anyway. your third honorable mention? Alan Ruzik. Mm, oh my goodness. I just like did a full Alexis Rose there. I was like, mm. oh my goodness. I just, I mean, these two started out as like, total opposites mentor mentee and they still were very much opposites by the end but like it almost became like father and son and in some ways al was the father that ruzik never had mm-hmm. and i just yeah oh my heart i didn't even think of that stupid gina oh that's such a good one yeah it's even better when like the old school reruns come on USA and like you rewatch like seasons one and two and you're just like, God, this was so fucking good. I mean, the stakeout with the diapers, like classic. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. yeah. I am dying to know what happened in the moment in the white space after Al died. Five? Season five? Yeah. Um, I'm dying to know what happened in the white space when Al died for Ruzik because- you know, that episode, we see Ruzik be like, I'm tough, right? Consoles Burgess, um, slices up the orange outside the interrogation. He's like, we're going to find who did this, you know, just kind of paying homage to Al. But that had to be a really, really hard loss for him. There's, um, I found our uh, interview with Patty that we did, the mm-hmm. like one that aired, you know, that happened like right after that. Yeah. Uh, because it came up in my tape a call when I was again prepping for the thing I did today but that we can't talk about till next week Sickened. but um and so I was like listening to part of it and I was like oh man I was like oh man like Jesus that wow. episode that's like when that happened I still we were like holy shit holy shit if I remember correctly when we had that chat with him all we knew was that Al got stabbed we hadn't seen the finale yet correct yeah correct. yeah but I'm dying to know what happened. Like, I mean, because, well, you know, Voight's having that moment on the roof where he's crying and stuff. And it's just, Ruzik is, Ruzik's the same level, like with his emotions, right? He's going to hide it. He's not going to show it. But we didn't get to see that from Ruzik. And I wonder what that was. He had to have that session where he was just like, like the pain just hit him. And he was like, oh my God, like this just happened. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Alan Ruzik's so good. And then there's that mid-season finale when uh, Ruz was doing all that crap with Denny Woods and Al was like, you know you're like a son to me, right? And then, That's like, that same season. Oh, my heart. Yeah. My feelings. Yeah. Whose death hurt more, Al or Otis? Why are you going to ask me that? I mean, you could also say that you can't compare. That That's a valid option. You can't compare. You, I would say maybe even just, No. I can't compare. They all hurt. Otis, yes, they all hurt. Otis may hurt just a slight bit more because at that point we had spent more time with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you really can't compare. No, I'm in my feelings. Uh, well, my third honorable mention just like pales in comparison to that. How do I follow that? 
Just say it. It's, it's your earlier mention. Upton Rojas. Oh, that's a good one. We never, we never, like, you never get to see Haley with her guard down, right? We do, we do more recently now, now that she's with Jay, we're getting to see that a little bit, but with, like, Rojas, we saw, like, her softer side for the first time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was good. It's gone too soon, though. And she took the mentorship role, which was really nice, because, I mean, that, the, the whole, the aspect of mentorship, like, it, it, there's a couple of things to do to explore there, right? Like, sometimes you run into situations in life where, like, people are not willing to mentor you in a field, right? And Upton was very willing to be like, oh, hey, you're new to the unit. Let me show you the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, gone too soon, unfortunately. I know. I know. Except we still don't know what happened to Rojas, but whatever. We're never going to know at this point. She's just gone. I'm just going to take that as the writers being like, you can make up your own ending for Rojas. So she got transferred to a really awesome unit. Yes. So awesome that I can't think of it. <laughs> yes. But she's yeah. still around. She still pops up every now and then. She's still kicking ass in the CPD. She and Kevin text. Yeah. She mm-hmm. and Upton still see each other, even though she moved out of Upton's place. Yes. Yes. She and Kevin send each other funny memes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So. Um, go ahead. All right, listener top tens. Um, you guys sent us a lot of good ones, like a lot of really good ones to the point that like every message we got, we were like, oh, 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 that's really good too. Like, yeah, yeah you guys sent us some really, ones. really good ones. Really good. good. Ones. Okay, so Hallie K said, Rusewater, Gallo and Ritter and Crotus. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, at DT underscore Haley Upton said, Shaveride, Shawson and Uphas. My whole honorable mention list. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All of it. All uh, of it. Go ahead. Jamie said, Gallo and Ritter need a name. So definitely them. I think they have a name. I think they have a name. And I think it's Rallo. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I don't know of a better name. So I'm going with Rallo. But yeah. I think we like tried to think of one and it just like didn't work. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with like um, Violet and Gallo for a ship name. It's mm-hmm. like, I mean, Violet is kind of really the only good one. Yeah. So I guess we're going with that, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think so. Rallo works. I mean, I'll go with that. That's fine. Um, and then Jamie also said Savasi, Crotus, and Ruzewater. 100%. Um, Leia said Shave Ride, gone too soon. Crotus, Brosted, Jay and Will. Oh, we didn't have that on our list. I did not have that on the list. Good um, one. She also has Herman and Bowden, um, Ruzewater. She has what she calls Ride or Die, which is Voight or Nolinsky. Oh which my is God. Also a good one. Ride or Die. That's so sweet. Uh, but also a good friendship, a great friendship. Um, Antonio and Halstead, which is interesting. I don't know if I would have put them anywhere, but mm-hmm. I can see that. Bridgewater, Dr. Charles and Goodwin, Gabby and Severide, and Will and Maggie. Okay, wait, I gotta go back to Ride or Die here with Voight and Alinsky. So it was a good bromance, but then like overall- I know the ending. Good... I know the ending is like, yeah. I Al think... died for Hank. I know. And on the one hand, it's like, oh man, like they would literally die for each other, right? And mm-hmm. you're like, oh man, that's so sweet. But on the other hand, he literally died. And the thing I think that is like kind of, I don't know if toxic is the right word I want to use, but like that like kind of ruins it for me is that Voight could have stopped it. 
Yes, and yes. That, and if that had been the case, like if Al had said, no, I'm going to be stabbed for you and I'm going to go to jail for you and whatever, all this stuff. And then Voight stopped it and said like, no, like I appreciate that, but no. Then I would have been like, okay, like, yeah. This. No, it's that we spent so much time yelling at the TV that season to be like, step up, Hank, like step up and take responsibility for your fucking actions. And then he didn't. Yeah. That, well, I think that's if, what irks me. I think if he had shown the same selflessness that Al showed in that moment, it would, or in that, you know, those couple of episodes, it would have been a different thing. But to me that like the fact that Voight was like, yeah, you can die for me. Cool. And I appreciate it. And I'm upset, but like, you could still die for me that I'm like, eh. Hank wouldn't have died for Al. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Now it brings up an interesting point. I, I think that he would lay down his life for any of the, the people in intelligence. Um, I think he would, but I think he would do it fully, ex- fully expecting for the team to like save him so that it didn't have to happen. Yeah. Interesting. Void is such a, an interesting topic of conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so Teresa said, Shaver-Eyed, Sebasi, Bergewater, Gallo and Ritter, and Rusewater. Yes, 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 oh, and yes. Um, Lynn said, Rusewater, Sebasi, Rallo, Rallo, and Alan Adam. Oh, yeah, all the same. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Sarah B said, Sebasi. Um, Hannah S also said, Sebasi, but she also said, but Gallo and Ritter are close behind, and Ruzik and Al. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Holly M said, Shaveride, Bridgewater, Shawson, Sebasi, Gallo, and Ritter. It's like you guys read our lists. I know. Um, Kevin in said, Sebasi, Hermouch. Oh, I love that name. And Rosewater are my top three. I don't know if we can do crossover characters that normally do not appear, but if I had to choose, I'd go with Kstead, Will, or Jay both work. And Severstead, stay the class <laughs> with Will or Jay, or maybe Bowden Knight. What is Bowden Knight? <laughs> Bowden and or is that supposed to be Voight? Like Bowden Voight? Oh that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I like the Severide and Jay one though. That's a good nod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like that one that one case when they worked together in that crossover but it was what we that got was one good. Case, that one case. Yeah. 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 But what we got was good. So yeah uh let's see let's see let's see christine said ratham Rhodes and latham i'll take ratham i think that's a good name um i loved how connor helped him discover and come to terms with his asperger's and then always defended him when the rest of the staff mocked him absolutely yeah that's a solid um Catherine said maybe all of them question mark <laughs> i mean same yes. but fire is like the king of rtps crotus and savasti are the superior ones but cap and tony are there too yes cap and tony that is a great one Catherine. that is a great great addition the one-liners on those two i mean amazing 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 um my phone just rang like through my computer i hope you didn't hear that did you a little bit but it's okay annoying um you know what it is it's 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 my alma mater being like hey where do you live can we have money no 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 you can't leave me alone 
Um, okay, so let's see here. Uh, we left off with, okay, Samantha. Samantha said, Savacy, Rusewater, Jay and Mouse, Birdwater, Crotus, Shaveride. There's just so many. There really is. There really mm-hmm. is. Um, Erica said, Stella, Sylvie, and Emily. Okay, so she was on the same track as you there with the trio. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's a great one. Um, Kate H said, Halstead and Mouse. Yes, yes. Um, Aaron K said, Crotus, Bridgewater, Rusewater, Alan Adam, Gallo, and Ritter. All great choices. All mm-hmm. great choices. Um, Lauren B and Jean F, they both had the same same duo here. So Severide and Casey and Gallo and Ritter. Both solid, solid options. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Um, Zola said Savacy, Gallo, and Ritter, and Rusewater. Also great choices. Okay, so Megan R sent us a full-on top 10 list. Uh, which so we really appreciate we do we really appreciate that i just love megan's organizational skills because like literally at the end of every one chicago wednesday she is the first one in our inbox right it'll be like 1101 eastern and she's like hey here's my thoughts and i'm like i girl love I'm it love it love it. and they're perfectly organized and she's just like here's what i thought about this moment i'm like megan girl like yes yes, yes. love yes. it okay so here's megan's list number 10 roadstead that's a good one. That's a good one that didn't come up. Connor and Will. Yes. Unfortunately, though, I feel like we didn't get enough of them. We really didn't. We were robbed of them. Yeah, which is literally what she says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just, it, it makes me mad that, like, the one scene that we ever got of them, of, like, them really working together was, like, their pseudo fight in the elevator. Because you're a good doctor, you ass. Um, we also, I feel like, got a lot of them as Connor's leaving. And I'm like, why? Why couldn't we have this, like, two seasons ago? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to keep reading or, or we want to like flip-flop? Or... Whatever you want, dude. Um, so Megan at number nine has Silveride. And she says, Ooh. again, we need more scenes with these two. Okay. I feel like Brett and Severide, it's like a polarizing topic, right? It's kind of an all or nothing. Like you're either for them or you're just like, ew, no. Brett and Severide? Silveride. Yeah, that's Sylvie and Severide. No, I know. But are you talking about people who are for them or against them as a friendship? Um, I think it's like a ship ship. Oh, well then, yeah, I would say. But I don't think anyone really, I mean, if you do feel that, it's fine. But like. No, it's totally fine. I feel like now, like, you're kind of either Stellaride or you fall somewhere else on Brett's love life. But like, yeah. Yeah, I, I just, I personally never really saw it between them. I never, I never felt any sort of chemistry between Brett and No, Brett but and I do agree that, you know. It'd be fun to see more of their friendship. Remember yeah. when she almost went to Vegas with him? Yes. Yes. Because Sev was in the middle of his spiral. And like, I, I remember that moment at Molly's that was like kind of uncomfortable when he was like stroking her hair and he's just like, she looks just like Leslie. And everybody's like, oh, this is so weird. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. More scenes between those two wouldn't be bad. You know what? I wonder if, I wonder if it's, it's, it's almost like a Jay and Burgess type thing where you're just like, these two are never like in the same orbit. Let's see more of them together. Yeah, I think I've seen a lot of it on Twitter coming around now because of kind of what you were talking about earlier with like the Dawson Severide stuff and like people who want Casey and Brett to be together are like, oh, well, it's kind of similar. Like if Casey and Brett end up together, then like Severide's going to be around. And so like we should see more of Severide and Brett because, you know, but Mm. anyway, it's a good point. It's a good point. Um, She's got Shawson at number eight. Yes. Dawson and Shay forever. The OG medics. 
Um, at number seven, she has Stelvi, which I love that these people come up with these like names. I love it. Um, How did we never think of that? Stelvi. I, I would never. I, yeah. Um, which obviously Stella and Sil- Sylvie. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It's a good one. Number six is Jay and Mouse. Solid. Solid. Yes, very solid. Um, number five, she's Crotus. That's a little low for Crotus, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so, but. No, no. Uh, number four is Ruse Water. That's good. At number three, she is a tie. Ooh. She has Halstead Brothers and Birgewater. Ooh, I don't know if I would rank those two together. I also, interesting that she puts Birgewater above Ruse Water. I see it though. I see it though. Those two. I can two, see it. Yeah. I feel like it's less common, but I can see it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Also, I guess. I didn't even think about Halstead Brothers because to me that's siblings and like I mean obviously you can be BFFs with their siblings but that's like a different relationship to me. We also just haven't seen Jay and Will in the same scene in like a season and a half. Yeah since season eight but like you know what I'm saying like I to me I didn't even really consider them because to me that's siblings and like yes you can be friends with your siblings but to me I just didn't put them on there are you saying that you're not friends with noah no noah's like one of my best friends so i would definitely say that but like it's just it's a different relationship yeah um but anyway i mean to that matter though nobody put april and noah on this list they would have been they would have been a good one Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that would have been good that would be good that's interesting that jay and will and birdwater tie um i would have put jay and will a little lower on the list just because we haven't seen them in a long time yeah but still a good pick number two is shaver ride yes the og yeah. pro tp well the second og uh, pro tp yeah, yeah the second one mm-hmm. um because the number one she has the og pro tp and that is Sebasti. and she said they cannot be at cannot not be at number one in my opinion absolutely 100 percent, 100 percent. so um megan's also got a lot of honorable mentions like more so than um she's got some good ones too she does have some good ones yeah so um herman and mouch yes mm-hmm. absolutely well okay wait herman and mouch that one hasn't come up yet yes it did because someone called him her mouch remember oh yes 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 um Bowden and herman and mouch and everybody like everybody in that that they're usually in the comedy storyline they just kind of jumble in my head yeah herman and mouch is a great one great 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 mm-hmm. Um, Gallo and Ritter, yes. Jay and Antonio, that's the second one we've seen. I know. That's interesting. I I always viewed them as a little like, not combative, but they were just kind of like, once Jay got into intelligence, they were just kind of like doing their own things. Yeah, we definitely, it definitely was not as prominent. I mean, in the beginning, I'd say, yeah, because even like, remember when um, everyone accuses Halstead of murder and like it's Antonio the one is the one that like goes and gives him the file and so that like Jay can look at it after he like gets sent home yeah Um, so like they had their moments but yeah I wouldn't have put them in my top interesting Um, Gabby and Sylvie okay Mm -hmm. that's a good one April and Kelly okay I viewed these two more as a ship than a bro TP but they're a bro TP now and that's damn good and now I'm kicking myself for not thinking of them it's a good one to me and I like it kind of crossed my mind maybe a little bit but it was like we've only seen we've seen so little of it Mm -hmm. but it is a good solid one the chemistry though like in the pre-sexton days and like pre you know severide nana pre-stellaride the chemistry like when she was first brought on before med like really became med oh yeah oh Oh, my god yeah 
there was that kiss in the elevator that they shared that like wow that was some like alex and izzy level like first kiss level electric shit i was just like damn um yeah in the early days april and kelly had some crazy chemistry but i'm i'm glad that they're straight up besties now and and i'm kicking myself for not adding that one that was good yeah that's a good one i Um, did love when um when stella got hurt and like april was there for kelly and was just like well what do you want to do like make this decision you know it's all for you and then ethan was just like "Mm, you like separate more me like (laughs) that was my terrible ethan impression (laughs) yeah that's a good one though um and she also has to finish off her list she has of her honorable mention she has april and noah she's connor and sarah oh which is an interesting one i really forget about the sarah days sometimes i do too and i feel like we never we didn't see those two together very often not often but i know a lot of people out there like that bird tp i think some people out there even ship them yeah um so i know that's like a popular one but interesting interesting hmm. um and then she has adam and al too so good you guys so good this was i yeah i think what this doing this list and what this whole episode just reminded me of is like how blessed we are as fans to have this world where you have such rich friendships and like you have even rich crossover friendships and i mean it's just i'm so blessed as a tv lover to like have these like great friendships and complex and they're rich and i just i love them hundred percent hundred percent um yeah i mean exactly what you said exactly what you said um one other pairing that i like i had on my list and then i like moved them from my list that i don't think came up or maybe it did maggie and goodwin that's a good one yeah maggie and goodwin. it's a good one it's a good one so i think that's about all we've got isn't it I think it is. You guys, that was so, like, nice. It was kind of, like, cathartic, like, just to, like, love on our, our ships. Yeah. Or our bro-TPs, should I our say. Our bro-TPs, yeah. yeah. Not our ships. That was so nice. So, um, as always, you guys know where to find us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, me and some Ollie's right across the board. If you like the show, which we really hope you do because you've made it to the end of this episode and it's a hiatus week, like give yourselves a pat on the back. Please, 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 if you don't mind, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. We would so greatly appreciate that. It does help other shyhards find the show. Uh, we've got a tea public store. Go check that out. We've got new designs pretty much like every week because our brains are always thinking of funny stuff. Um, or at least we think it's funny. We hope you guys think it's funny. Yeah, this week we updated the Squad Girls shirt yet again to add Violet to the Squad Girls shirt, so. It's like Fire's trolling us at this point. They're like, oh, you updated it? Let's play some more Russian roulette. Jesus, yeah. But yes, there is a new version with Violet, so. Yes, 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 yes. definitely check that out. Um, If you would like to support the podcast for as little as $2 a month, please check out the link in our socials to our Patreon page. So much cool stuff. The Facebook group is a lot of fun. Just trust us. So much fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's almost like Tumblr, but on Facebook, because like, you know, you're with your people and you can just share whatever you want. And then everybody's like, oh yeah, I totally get that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Gina Watches TV, Bryna. I am at Bryna K13. So um, surprise for you guys, but next week's episodes, you will get to hear them right immediately upon the conclusion of Chicago PD. So next week's episode will drop on Wednesday night at 
11, like a one-ish central 10 p.m. ish. No, sorry. No, 11, 11 01-ish, 01 p.m. Eastern. Eastern, 10 p.m. ish central. And there may or may not be another surprise thrown into there too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it by may or may not, I mean maybe another surprise thrown in there. It might rhyme with the word schminterview. Um, and that's all we're gonna say. And that's all we're gonna say. We've got some cool stuff ahead next week, so you know. And just yeah, in the weeks to come, there's a lot of cool stuff coming y'all's way. So. We're planning our season finale coverage already, guys. We're we're Jesus. doing our stuff. Yeah, so. it's crazy, but yeah, yeah we are. So, um, in the meantime, everybody have a good weekend. You know, go watch your one Chicago reruns. Just like curl up, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you next week. So, bye. <laughs>